Hey, Laura, is it normal yet? I don't know. Let's ask Rob. I'm Laura Spadalniak. And I'm Luke Garrett. We're night producers here at WTOP News. And what we really want to know is when will life go back to normal? So we created Is It Normal Yet? Every week we talk to one of our reporters about whether or not we're on the right track. This week, we talked to WTOP sports reporter Rob Woodfork about the ins and outs of recently approved in-person games and how this pandemic has affected DC fandom. All right, so Rob, when you think of the question, how are we going to get back to normal again? I often think of sports like a packed stadium, maskless fans booing and hollering as a sort of sign that things are back to normal. Now, we're far from that reality, but just this past month, DC has started moving towards some sort of normalcy in that sense. You know, stadiums are opening up. Before we get to those details, I want to take a step back and start off this episode by asking, what did it even mean to be a DC sports fan in 2020 when the pandemic really didn't allow fans to be in stands? You were really just kind of watching from home. You couldn't go to the stadiums. And quite frankly, I don't know that anybody would have been super comfortable going to a stadium anyway. And I mean, people now aren't super comfortable trying to go to a stadium, which we can touch on a little bit later. But, you know, I think that the Nationals, from a fan perspective, That's really the thing that stands out the most because they were coming off the World Series title. You weren't able to relish in that moment because they did, in fact, clinch that World Series title on the road. So that first home game is really your first opportunity to go to the stadium and drink that in. Or just drink. (laughs) Well, that too. And from the team perspective and the player perspective, you didn't really get that real victory lap in with the fans there in the stadium. So Really here locally, I think that is the banner example of just how the pandemic impacted and really hurt fanhood here. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely take you up on that offer to talk about it later. Uh, (laughs) A lot of fans were psyched to get back into the seats. Obviously, Nats have opened single game ticketing to people. You can buy up to six tickets and they'll be socially distanced from other people. But now that we've seen Nats opening day... What what did that look like? How did that impact fans' expectations of the rest of the season? I mean, it was as electric as an atmosphere could be under those circumstances. And of course, winning in walk-off fashion was a pretty great way to welcome fans back and really start off the season on a great foot for the Nationals. I feel like the outdoor stadiums are going to be able to maintain some sort of, I don't want to say normalcy because we're nowhere near that yet, but just being able to have fans in attendance and being able to feel as safe as possible. I mean, for me personally, to go take in a game and to be in a stadium, to have an open air stadium is the preferable route versus being inside. Everything we know about the spread of the virus and all of that, droplets, I'll never look at that word the same way again. Horrifying. (laughs) Like you think about being under the same roof with thousands of people and just knowing what is able to spread if you're not careful. There are people who were kind of germaphobes before this, so that doesn't really solve that. It'll be interesting to see, no doubt. But yet, will fans come roaring back or will it be this trickle in? You know, will there be some fans that just be like, hey, I like my HDTV. You know, this is where I'm going to watch my games now. You know, this is where I'm going to be a fan. Right now, we're in a situation where, you know, with the vaccine rollout and all of that, I was looking at a specific figure There was one study done where pretty much across the board, you're talking close to only a third of people are actually comfortable in going to games and going to stadiums to take in ball games and so forth. So 
you know, we're, we're, we're still a ways away from really being all the way back. So I think people will continue to take it in from home for the most part. And it's been made way too convenient. This is something that the NFL has struggled with for years because with HDTV and replays and everything that's made the game that much more enjoyable to watch from home, there's been little to no reason to go to games and pay exorbitant amounts and not be able to see quite as well as somebody who has sat in the nosebleed section that no longer exists, by the way, at FedEx Field. I might as well have watched the game from an airplane and I would see just as much detail as I would have from those seats. So, you know, if you have the opportunity to watch from home, I feel like most people would do that. I feel like the diehards are going to go to games no matter what. But I think the real struggle is going to be getting back those casual fans, you know, like Alora, for example, who will go to a game. Hey, I got some free tickets from work. Like, this will be a fun thing. Like, we'll go downtown. We'll go have some fun. We'll take in a ball game. $14 for a beer. Right. I don't 100% (laughs) understand what's going on on the field, but I'm here. That's just disrespectful. (laughs) So those fans are maybe not going to want to roll that dice. So you lose some of that. But I think the diehards will be there and corporate people who are there for reasons that also have nothing to do with baseball. I think you'll see those fans back. You talked about the benefits of open air stadiums. Obviously, the Washington football team has such a benefit. And we heard Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, tell business owners that he was aiming to have full stadiums this year for all of his games. I I'm messing with his verbiage a little bit, but that was the intent behind it. You were obviously not a health professional, or maybe not obviously. You have a great demeanor about you. How <laughs> reasonable is that? Like, we laugh, but is it optimistic? I don't want to say foolhardy, but that's a lot of people. Those are big stadiums. That is a lot of people. I actually did work in healthcare once upon a time, fun fact. I, I wish I could say I was a doctor, but no. I. Um... <laughs> so does your mom, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. And here's the thing about the NFL. The NFL does what the NFL wants. They said even last year, they were talking about, yeah, it'll be, you know, we'll be fine. Like we're going to play all the games and we're going to get everything in and we're going to continue to travel. We're not going to do the bubble thing, which Mm -hmm. the NBA did and was extremely effective. So the NFL just went along and obviously coronavirus did postpone some games and push some things around. And, you know, it didn't come off entirely without a hitch, but they were able to get all of the season in and no games were canceled. And that's a big victory for them. And here's the other thing. It breaks down to the municipalities and the locales for some of the stadiums. I think they're going to be more judicious with reopening, like here, for example, and in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Dallas had their stadium open to fans last year, not fully, but they still had it open to fans. There were a couple of other teams that also had fans in attendance. So I would imagine those teams that went ahead and did that last year Mm -hmm are going to be the ones that are more prone to opening all the way up this year. They left it up to the individual teams last year. I would imagine that they would do that again uh, this season. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The NFL is pretty well known for identifying what it is they want and then doing that thing, whether it makes sense or not. Most of the NFL's money, I'm going to say this like I knew it, but really you told me this last week. (laughs) Did you know, Rob, that most of their money comes from television deals, not in-person ticket sales? So honestly, what's the rush? Like, why is he so pressed to have fans back in the stands? I would imagine it's kind of a clout thing, I'm sure, because you see baseball doing it and in the NBA has teams that has fans back. So 
I think they don't want to lag behind. The game day experience for the NFL, I mean, it's changed a lot because as you mentioned, or I mentioned, or one of us mentioned, they get most of their money from the television deals. So they're not hard pressed for those dollars, but those dollars count. But, you know, especially when you have higher payrolls and things of that nature. So I see this as sort of a status move by the NFL. It's not necessarily because they're because they're hurting for the money. I think it's because they just want to get as much money as possible. And it looks great to have fans in the stands. And here's the other thing. I mean, there is such thing as a home field advantage. I feel like a lot of times we tend to sort of downplay it because it's ultimately up to the players on the field and, and they tend to downplay it really. But, you know, when you're at home, there really is an electric atmosphere and it does sort of propel you or affect your play. If you're on the road and, it, and it's a tough environment or if you're playing at home and you're getting that support. One case in point, when NFL, I'm sorry if this is too inside baseball for anybody who's not super into sports. But, but uh, <laughs> and, uh, when the quarterback lines up, And there's a lot of calling out signals. There's a lot of calling out plays and, you know, you see something the defense is doing and you make these adjustments. You have to be able to hear that. Usually in years past, it's a challenge for teams that are on the road, for example, to do that because you can't hear over the crowd. Well, last year there was no crowd. So it almost cut the other way where guys are having to disguise in some ways because everybody on the defense can hear what you're saying. (laughs) Those are small things that nobody really thinks about that go into sports Mm -hmm. that were affected last season. I think that there is a desire for the league and for teams to get back to that sense of normalcy as it pertains to having fans and being able to play games in front of them. For the few of us that do make our way back into stadiums, what kind of traditions will survive? I mean, we joke about the overpriced beer and the food, but we did have reports that at a Nationals game, one of the food vendors has tested positive for COVID. So... Are these traditions going to survive? Is the Cracker Jack going to survive? Uh, I mean, a t-shirt cannon is about as socially distanced as you can get. But Rob, what about the kiss cam? Tell me about the kiss cam. (laughs) The kiss cam should have never been here, let alone to go anywhere. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't know, man. I hope it goes away just because (laughs) I've always thought it was kind of corny and there's more space for it to be awkward and terrible than it is to be enjoyable, which I guess is enjoyable to some people. I'm just not that person. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, in terms of traditions, look, at Nationals Park, they're still going to do the seventh inning stretch. You know, there's still some of those traditions that will remain in place, I would imagine. High-fiving strangers, I don't know if you keep doing that. I mean, sometimes you can't help yourself. I mean, there's a big play, game-winning three-pointer or game-winning touchdown. You're going to lose it and you're going to celebrate, you know what I mean? I think one way that they're trying to sort of mitigate that is by cutting off the alcohol a lot sooner. Capital One Arena in particular, you know, they're making some changes and uh, they're doing away with paper tickets and they're doing all those things. So to answer the Kiss Cam question, I think that is going to be gone for a while. I don't know if and when they bring it back. I hope they don't. The t-shirt cannons, I'm I'm here for that. I mean, it's going to sting a little more if it's wrapped in plastic, but you know, <laughs> I'll take that L for a free t-shirt. <laughs> so Rob, what are you really looking out for as this DC sports world moves toward normalcy. I'm just looking forward to seeing how we approach this because we've never seen anything like this before. 
I think the word unprecedented has been thrown around and overused over the course of the last year. But I mean, that's truly what we've seen. We've never seen multiple professional sports and college sports have to shut down completely. We've never seen athletes have to come in and get tested and deal with everything that they had to deal with just in order to go out there and play games. From a fan perspective, we've had availabilities that we haven't seen before. And we've also had some setbacks that we haven't really seen before. When you're dealt something like that, it's always interesting to see how you're going to get back up and how long it takes you to get back up and what's going to be changed forever. That to me is going to be a really compelling and fascinating thing here over the next few months in really years, because I don't know that we can go back to what we were in 2019. And if we do, it's going to be years until we're able to do that. So I, for one, am looking forward to just kind of seeing how everything plays out. In other sports news, a limited number of DC United fans got to see an in-person home opener Saturday night. DC United won 2-1 against NYCFC. And a big thank you to sports reporter Rob Woodford. You can hear him on WTOP and read his work on WTOP.com. This episode was produced and hosted by Luke Garrett and Loris Petalniak. Our theme music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join us next Monday as the world reopens. 